Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 49th episode of Tales of Tamriel. I'm your host, Jealous, and joining me this wonderful afternoon, the soon-to-be-newest Emperor of Tamriel, that's Delty of Delty's Gaming. How are you today, good sir? Good day to be alive. Excellent. So, we were talking about this a little pre-show. You're uh, going for Emperor Run, I guess, sometime soon. Going for it tomorrow, baby. Tomorrow, Hatteras Campaign... Come on, come on, help me, AD. What is your what is your current ranking on Hatteras at the moment? Oh, I don't even play there. I mean, uh, the camp the campaign switches on Monday. Oh, it do- that's right, it does. Okay, yeah, it's I got fun. you. So it's not like I have to. So with a week long duration, you can really just boom focus and go for it hardcore for a week. And I may or may not get it, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Believe me. Nice. Okay, I see. Do you have to you have to switch your campaign there though, don't you? You can, but mine is already home there because that's our buff uh, our buff server. For, oh, uh, gotcha. So I don't have to do anything but show up in the campaign and start nuking people. Gotcha. All right. Well, Thais uh, will be joining us a little later in the episode, about halfway through. So don't fret, ladies and gentlemen. She who feeds on your tears will be here. But for now, let's go ahead and roll right into game news. If you didn't know, the game news was really weak this week. There's not a lot, so we'll we'll see what we can do. But first up in game news, another one of their community programs, the Battlemaster Corner, the Blood Knights. Now, this one I like because I actually, uh, the person who did it is uh, Christopher. That's Chris, K-R-I-S-T-O-F-E-R. If you haven't noticed, he did a lot of these videos on Reddit about his Blood Knight um, Templar in PvP. Did a whole bunch of videos on it. So this is a PvP build for a Templar. And um, I- I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't actually um, link any of his videos in here. But this one, you know, is really cool. I'm, I'm glad they actually picked this one. Delty, did you uh, did you read through this one? Uh, yep. What what do you think of it so far? And actually, here's a good here's a good thing because I know this is a PvP build. How about we compare this build to what you run in PvP on your Templar? Oh, I would smash him. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, bro. I, I would just you could never kill me. You would never, ever, ever kill me one v one. Not possible. 
um, because you have stamina. Now, this is an awesome build. It really is. It's up in your face, nasty, got some good gear. You can tell this guy put a lot of time in this and knows what he's talking about. Um, the Shadow Walker set, God, I love that. And that's really cool that he got it. So you know he's a PvPer if he's rocking the Shadow, uh, the Shadow Walker set. Um, I don't like the whole Willow's Path. That's not really something that I go for in PvP, though the regeneration is nice. The um, Blood Spawn, that is sick. That is sick, PvP. So I'm sure he's using Crescent Sweep left and right um, when he's on top of you. So it seems like he rushes in. Uh, primary bar kind of messes you with the two-hander, gets his blazing shield up, goes back to bar two, and kind of finishes you off or does a crescent sweep. Um, so immovable, I like that he has that on his back bar. Personally, I don't use it because I use arena generally for my uh, PvP set, which reduces uh, crowd control breaking by 40%. And the Templar specifically is the one class I don't think that needs it because you have so much stamina. I run Radiant Aura instead of Repentance. Both are really, really powerful and really, really strong. So you can't go wrong with either. And I think with his setup here, I mean, he, he really has some good survivability. However, he doesn't have a heal. Um, he does have Purifying Ritual, which is basically a tiny bit of heal. But Breath of Life here and there could really save you. So I personally would go Breath of Life, but the, you can tell he knows what he's talking about because Purifying Ritual, you have to have a Purifying PvP. Right now, um, the one in the Alliance skill line is broken. It'll basically kill everyone. I'm not going to talk about the exploit that everyone's doing, but it's broken. So obviously he knows that and he knows what he's doing. I would go with a different morph on my bow. Poison Injection, really good, high burst. I know that's what he's going for. But the interrupt with Venom Arrow, I really like the interrupt for people that are casting Crystal Frags and not using the automatic proc. You can set them off balance and you could crit rush in and kill them. So really good. Um, Blazing Spear, I think, would be a good possibility to put in your bar. I know it's Magicka based, but it's such a good range DPS ability and stuns people. So you can sit there and hold block and cast Blazing Spear all day and stun everyone. People hate it. People hate it against you, believe me. So I like it. My Templar rocks Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield right now is just enormously powerful. Um, and I go all Magicka build basically with Radiant Aura. So I have, I have, um, I'm soft capped on Magicka, health regeneration, and stamina regeneration as a vampire. And it's nasty. So I like that he's a Nord too, though. But yeah, to each his own, it's good. I think Magicka is too powerful right now not to, not to go full into it. So uh, two-hander's great, but... When you get up in the mix in a Zerg, um, you got a block, and that block mitigation from Sword and Board is really powerful. Plus, I know I'm rambling here on a bunch of different stuff, but defensive stance, defensive postures morph from the Sword and Shield uh, skill line makes you kind of like a mini Dragon Knight to spells. And with it, you can reflect back Crystal Frags, you can reflect back Dark Flares, you can reflect back all sorts of stuff. So I think that's just too powerful to have. Last but not least, Dark Flare. Dark Flare. You need it as a Templar. The name of the game in PvP and how you kill people is healing debuffs. That's that's the number one thing. If I'm on my Dragon Knight, you're not going to kill me unless you debuff my healing. So that's what Dark Flare really, really excels at. And the Templar really is that killer class that does that. Other although, I mean, I'm sure he rocks this build and he looks like a very knowledgeable player. Got some really good, cool gear selection and makes a good case for his build. So I think this is one of the better ones um, that have ever been put out. 
Oh, definitely. Definitely one of the better ones. And I, I think he even goes down into rotation, um, you know, a bunch of different stuff, as well as different uh, scenarios he needs to get into. He has like a bunker section for when he needs to actually bunker down and shows what he has to do for um, if he's get, if he's getting heavy fire brought on him, how to survive. It, it's a really good, good um battle master corner definitely and I, I saw these videos a long time ago so i'm glad he finally got featured so awesome build all right we're gonna move on to the little bit of news we had here kind of rumor mill yet again but i figured we need to bring this up um we found out the other day earlier this week that eb games confirmed that everything related to Elder Scrolls Online has to be removed from their store by January 13th. Now, this is something that came back. EB Games came back and actually said this was actually part of a normal stock recall. Um, so you know, there's various video games when they over when they over uh, stock, especially for Christmas time, they s send everything back. Um, to a certain point, there's other games on it. So some people automatically jumped on like, oh, it's all being removed without the context of they didn't look at the full list that included other games like Destiny, Evil Within, you know, a bunch of other different stuff that was just overstocked for the holidays. However, what was kind of interesting is like that they included pre prepaid game cards as well. I think that's a little weird. What, what do you think, Deltia? About them removing stock? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't work. I haven't worked in retail in quite some time to know what this essentially really means. I think it's just people that hate the game and are skeptical on it will find any bit of news to um, prove that they're right, uh, mm -hmm. whether it, whether it is or not. And the hater is going to hate. So I think this is just more ammo for them to hate and go, oh, my God, it's going free to play. This game's terrible, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Suck it. I love this game. I don't care. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I really wouldn't have brought it up other than the fact this was a pretty hot topic on Reddit. Like, when I last saw it, this particular thing had like 500 comments on it. So, but again, of course. negative the, gets comments. That's why it it do does. It. But there was a lot of going back and forth between it because the first, the original poster only posted, oh, they're removing all things Elder Scrolls Online. And I guess somebody from EB Games found or someone found that I don't like their face EB Games Facebook page that it's like, no, guys, this is part of a normal stock removal for holidays. And, you know, the full list isn't just ESO. So they went back and forth, back and forth. But again, I still haven't heard anything of note from what we talked about last week, one way or the other. I'm really hoping that um, we hear something soon from our development team do you know when the next eso live is i could have swore it was supposed to be this friday but i guess they haven't had it i'm pretty sure it's uh this upcoming week on friday is it i'm not not 100 sure but that's just my uh, assumption what i've heard good good well hopefully there is because i really want to be in chat and start asking some serious questions hmm. all right um that actually is all the news that really happened this week that's it but we're going to go into a discussion topic because there was one little bit of news that we really wanted to talk about. And they posted a feedback to the champion system on the official forms. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read this entire thing in its entirety. So give me a minute while I go over this. Shut up. Oh, that's me. Snoring. <laughs> 
then we'll talk about what all this has to say. All right. Feedback on the champion system. This is from Gina. Hi, everyone. It's normal in development to change how a system is going to be implemented from its original design. When we talked about designs early, we do so in order to get feedback and give you some insight on the direction we're taking. However, it's likely there may be changes along the way as we perform tests internally. Still, there is value putting information out early. Late last month, we announced changes to our original design for the champion system and provided a fairly thorough explanation as to why we decided to do this. Of specific concern was the conversion system of experience to champion points. What we had decided was if you had at least one veteran rank character, you would get a total of 30 champion points for your account. The veteran rank wouldn't matter. Um, all players with at least one veteran character would get the same amount of champion points. We received a lot of feedback about these changes, probably mostly from Deltia. Most of it centered around a concern that higher-ranked veteran characters were losing progress in the champion system because they would have less opportunity to earn champion points, having already done a substantial amount of the content. Now, based off this feedback, we will be altering the conversion system with the following design. Any veteran rank character that logs in after the system goes live will get five champion points added to the account for each full veteran rank the character has achieved. Partial credit will be given for experience earned within a veteran rank. This is based on a fraction of the total experience contained within one level. One veteran rank is currently one million experience. So the conversion system will grant you a champion point for every 200,000 experience within that veteran rank you've gained. For example, if you're veteran rank 12 and have 800,000 experience progress towards VR 13, you'll receive 59 champion points after the system goes live. Now, they have this marked as extremely important. Only the conversion system will use 200,000 experience for one champion point the day the system goes live in update 6. This will not. Uh, this is not what it will take to earn a champion point while playing normal once the champion system goes live. So they wanted to highlight that, that this is only for day one. This is not a what it's going to cost in experience to earn a champion point. It is possible that a veteran rank one character may not have earned two hundred thousand experience in into veteran rank one. In that case, you will not receive a champion point after the system goes live. Any additional ones? Champion points are shared across all characters as the system is account wide, but for the conversion of experience to champion points, no more than seventy champion points will be given out. Now this is bolded. No more than seventy champion points are going to be given out. Only currently existing characters created before update 6 goes live are eligible to claim points from the conversion pool. Once they are claimed, they will move into an account-wide champion pool that all characters can use. You must have at least one veteran rank character in order to receive champion points from this conversion pool to your account. The 70 champion points from, this, from the conversion pool will never get more points added to it, only subtracted. If there is a situation where you don't use up all 70 points once the system goes live... They will never be used since the only, this only applies to characters you have preceding update 6. For example, if you have one fresh VR4 character on your account, you will receive 15 champion points from the conversion after you log in. You will never be able to use the remaining 55 points since it only applies to pre-existing characters prior to update 6. 
All right. Now they now they went in. There's only one little bit here. We know this may be very confusing at first glance. So let's make sure everyone stand. Make sure everyone understands. We'd like to provide a few additional examples. You have one VR14 character and one VR6 character that hasn't earned any experience when the system goes live. You log into the VR14 first, and you are granted 70 champion points from the conversion. You log in later with the VR6, and you're able to use the 70 points due to them being account-wide. You uh, have just one VR5 character with 400,000 experience toward the next veteran rank. When you log in, you are granted 22 champion points from the conversion. After you spend your points, you immediately create a new character. That character does not get any champion points from the conversion, but can use the 22 champion points points from the account pool all right here's a complicated one you have one vr one fresh vr14 one vr6 with 800,000 toward next veteran rank one vr3 and one level 25 character you log into vr6 first receive 29 champion points from the conversion then you log in with your vr3 receive 10 more champion points from the conversion you are now at 39 points for your account to use you log in with your Level 25, don't receive any new points from a conversion, but are able to use 39 points from the account. Finally, you log in with your VR14 and then grant an additional 31 additional champion points from the conversion, since you only receive a total of 70 champion points total. All right, so I guess let's let's start near the top now. I guess the big thing is, Deltia, what, what did you first think when you saw the changes? I thought it was great. Okay. Um, you want to elaborate a little more? <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason it's not perfect, but it's a compromise. And I mm -hmm. think it, it rewards players for leveling to VR 14, just like what we had talked about before, because there may be less content. It's not the exact change that I wanted. You know, I want a credit for all my characters. I want a million champion points to start. I get it. They don't want us going super hardcore out the gate. So, mm -hmm. I think it's a fair compromise to put it at 70 points and giving you credit for basically having a VR 14 instead of a VR one that you spent, you know, 50 hours on versus 1000. So I thought it was a great change. You know, they listened to our feedback. I said some stuff on Twitter. I'm like, this is why we support your game. This is why it's so valuable because you actually change it. You know, if this was some other company, they said, screw you, deal with it. See you on launch. Um, but they didn't. So I, I, I think it's a great compromise. I mean, that's all what it's all about. They saw that we wanted something different. They changed it, um, but not not too drastically. So I like it. Okay. Now, this is, this is a good question because I have for you. It, it doesn't really affect me. I have no VR 14 character yet. I have a VR 8, but not a VR 14. The, from the conversion, you only get 70 points total. Now, you have several VR14s, correct? Correct. Okay. So, according to this, you would only get a max... Like, yeah, you would get 70 points total from a conversion from that first... You log in your Dragonite, you get your 70. But because you can't go above 70 when you log in your Templar, you don't get an additional extra points. You right. get capped at 70. Yep. Do you at all feel like... I mean, yeah... Look, you feel I, like I want to. I want to start with twenty thousand champion points and go through Cyrodiil and one shot everyone and take dumps on their corpses and go. I'm the greatest, most powerful player ever. Look at me, ha ha ha! You suck. Everyone's work terrible. I want to do that, 
but that's not good for the game, right? Sure. So there ha- there has to be a balance between letting people catch up at some point. If this game lasts 10 years, the people that start, they have such a disincentive that there's no point in starting the game. So I, I understand their premise here. Do I completely agree with it? No, because I want to get credit for all my characters. I mean, that's what I did, right? But mm-hmm. they compromise. They compromise. Let's give them some credit for doing that. They compromise. So I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I would like, I mean, even one more point for another character would be, would be fun. Um, but I'm not going to push it. You know, they did the right thing. They, they said, screw it. We're wrong. We listened to you once again. They changed their plans based on what we want. So let's giving them some effing credit. I agree. And actually from the first several, like I'm looking down the first whole page is nothing but positive comments on the official forms which is good because this is a positive change now this is something that i'm just speculation on um and i don't know if this is all correct you're an exception to the rule i feel i wonder how many other people like i I wish there was a metric because uh warcraft does this from time to time because are they all their character data is open on their website so it's easy to pull metric data i'm actually curious what the level ranges are for people and, and the amount of characters they have on their account and what the, you know, what, what, how many VR 14s or how many veteran ranks do people have? Like almost I, everyone I know has at least two VR 14s, at least two, at least two, almost every single person I play with. Okay. All right. Um, interesting. Cause I was going to say, every I know single person what a few with. other people that I, well, again, from our side of view, that don't have near that many. Yeah, but a lot you're of people, playing, you're a different perspective. That you know, is true. That you is, haven't even hit Endgame yet, and that's not your main goal, right? It's just to kind of have fun and listen to the story. So there's there's two completely different sides of this game. That's what makes it great. But I think the large majority are not is not me. Sure. And oh, I'm all I'm all about Endgame, but I've like I said. I when I played Warcraft, I had seven years and ninety nine percent of it was at end game max level. So I figured I'm play this game for years. I'll take my time leveling up, enjoy the story, and go yeah. from there. Um, so a lot of people do that. A lot of people yeah, do that. I mean, I had no reason to race to end game at this point because I figured it'll be there when I get there, and then I'll be there at max level for years to come. So might as well enjoy the ride as I go. Now, it is interesting. I, I really just wish I had metrics on this to see yeah. how many people like this will affect. We'll probably a really small amount. Yeah, it's probably a very because I think this game in particular is not. It's not the World of Warcraft type. It's not the oh my god, I have to zerg to end game. I do every sure. little bit of. Gr- I really don't. I think that's a much smaller percentage, but. The people I play with, we all just, you know, we like our alts, and these these characters are too fun not to have at least one other one, you know? Sure. Oh, so. well, I, I fully intend to eventually have max levels of every class, and then... Are you going characters. to? Yeah, yeah. I have, all, I have all eight characters created on my account already, um, and all of them are at least level 10. So, I mean, I've leveled them up mostly because even my banker alts... I level up of at least a few levels to get a few skill points to do hirelings and stuff. So, um, everyone has at least a couple. Interesting. All right. 
Yeah, I, it's it's just interesting. I like that they gave the VR 14s at least some extra points because I know originally a lot of people weren't leveling extra characters because of how long it actually took to level to VR 14. Well, and the, now we know how to do it, though. Yeah, and the amount of well, even even if you know how to level to VR 14, that's great. Um, but I, I know me, like. I have a lot of skill points. I mean, you have to do a like your main Dragonite has what two hundred and seventy skill points, something like that. You know, in order to do that, you have to essentially do every quest that has skill points, which is pretty much finishing the storyline of every zone, every every sky shard, every group dungeon, uh, every public dungeon, every, every public dungeons. Um, group challenge you know there's a lot of do you spend a lot even if you had a vr14 and someone just gave you a vr14 that you know they grinded they went up to 50 and they grinded it and then so here you go you probably have what maybe 100 skill points to get the other 200 and some that are out there it's a it's a time commitment to go farm all those so i mean if you're really if you want that many skill points you have to farm them so yep whew. And that's, I have that's... that done in all four characters. I have every sky shirt. I have every group challenge. I have every veteran dungeon. I have it all done in all four characters. But I play a lot. So yeah, I was gonna say again, you are not the. I am the absolute not normal. Yeah, not the average Joe nine to five kind of guy. Oh no. So yeah, that's probably a little different. Like even even my total play time, I have quite a few, and I'm only VR eight, but I've spent almost every every waking moment in Tamriel on my Templar, no other tunes. So this change benefited me quite a bit because I'm VR eight now, plus some experience. So I'll, when I log in, I'll get my 30 from just being, having a VR character and then the conversion, I'll probably get an additional several points. So, well, try to think maybe 25, 30. So I'll probably have 60 or so just to go at start. And that'll be pretty nice. I like it. All right. Well, that was the feedback that we really wanted to talk about because, again, there wasn't a lot of news this week at all. But this was something that was really kind of near and dear to our hearts as well because this was a a big thing. After they talked about it on ESO Live, there was a lot of outrage about 30 points, like a lot of it. Our entire episode afterwards was complaining about only getting 30 points. I mean, let's let's give them, like I said, quote Phil Jackson. Give them some effing credit. I mean, it's it's refreshing. I mean, you know, they're getting it right. It's not perfect. Cyrodiil's not perfect, right? Getting Emperor's not perfect. But they're willing to change it. The whole Ford camp change, you know, it's gone. But they said, let's just wait till we figure it out and get something right. And I think they were doing the right thing with Champion System, taking their time. Me personally... This is my personal speculation, nothing official. I think it's coming out in February in the PTS. I think it'll be March before it hits the game. Here's why. They said, we're working on trying to get it released in January. Take your time with this Elder Scrolls. This will make or break your game. This patch will make or break this game. Get it right. Everyone jump on the PTS and test it. Let's make sure there's no stupid overpowered builds where no one can basically beat you. And this will be turned into an awesome game. If not, one thing could flaw us up and it goes, you know, the route we don't want it to go. And it's just another one of them 
free-to-play cash shop games where they just farm our money. And I don't want to see that happen. I do not want to see that to happen in this community. Absolutely. And if you listen to our last episode, we have we get quite emotional when we're talking about free-to-play crap and all that terrible, terrible thing that hopefully never, ever happens to hmm. this game. It will, though. You know it will. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. It'll make me cry. You know it will, but I, I, I can't leave. I'm not leaving. I mean, I'm ride or die until they really do something screwed up. I am. <laughs> I, just, I, I can't. I don't know. It's just this community, like the whole Emperor thing, going for Emperor. I mean, I received probably 20 mails in-game with like gear, money, potions, fire pot. I mean, you name it. This community, dude, it's it's legit. Yeah, this community now is legit. I know, and I do not want anyone anyone to get in it because I don't want it to screw it up for us. Right. But anyway, we won't we won't go into that anymore because no, we don't want to cry again. Not not again. I'm already starting to get a little emotional here, and I'm trying not to tear up on the thing. So yeah, we we won't talk about that unless something substantial comes forward. All right. We're going to move on to our next section, which is our Tales of Tamriel, what we did in ESO this week. And Delty, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you've been doing? And I'm actually really kind of curious about how you're preparing in real life for your Emperor Rush. Okay. Um, So basically, I decided, you know, I've. I'm not trying to sound arrogant or whatever, but I've, I've pretty much accomplished everything in the game in terms of PVE, except like Serpent Hard Mode, which no one has ever beat. So PVE is boring right now to me. It's like, oh, go do Dragon Star Arena. I've already done it. So I'm like putting that on the bench. And what's there left to do? It's really to be Emperor in PvP. I've just been enjoying it so much. And a lot of people think that Emperor is all about just spending a massive amount of time, and that's that's all you have to do to get it, and that's couldn't be further from the truth. And so what I've been doing the last couple of weeks is running with PvP guilds that are a thousand times better than me, running with good leaders, seeing what they do, how do they rally the troops, what does an Emperor actually do when they get Emperor, why do they want to be Emperor? And so behind the scenes, that's what I've been doing a couple of weeks, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for Emperor. So this week I decided to go for Emperor. Um, so the campaign flips Monday. It's going to be Hatteras campaign. Please don't come there and troll me, though you can fight. And what I've been doing to get ready for it is kind of complex. I mean, time is of the essence, right? You have one week and you're competing against other members of your faction to get the most alliance points that you have. So it's it's not necessarily just skill-based. I mean, I could be the best player in the universe, but if I play for one one you know, hour a day and someone plays 18, you just can't compensate that. So you need to have a lot of, a lot of different things going on. You need to have people support you. You need a team to be able to overpower stuff, to get scrolls, to uh, move around, to do all the things that you need to do. You can't just solo YOLO. And I'm sure someone has done it before and that sort of thing, but it's much harder. So I've been trying to rally in the troops, training people, uh, last night we did about three hours of PvP. You know, people had never even been in there before. And I was talking about what skills you use, what builds, why, healing debuffs, why is it important. And then inside the game, crafting gear, testing builds, leveling skills, getting all my, my potions ready, all my gold, all everything, setting up macros to swap gear in between. So I, I literally have a bar when I'm moving from keep to keep one press of a button i have all these uh skills and abilities just for that when i'm defending the keep i have a bar one press of a button i put on a bow i can shoot 45 meters out i and so you can see the detail on this right to be emperor 
It takes a lot of preparation. And that's what I spent time doing. Uh, outside the game, I did everything to clear my, uh, basically my chores. So, you know, houses freaking spotless groceries are, I got, I moved a damn refrigerator down here, put it full of energy drinks and food. I mean, I'm talking time on target here. I want to be in the game in PVP in Cyrodiil. So I don't want to be farming mats. I don't want to be going to the grocery store. I want every single second of my day leading people to Cyrodiil. And so my tale probably would be, um, I've been running with Decibel, which is a really good PvP guild on Aldermary North American um, server, and they had an Emperor. So I got in game, and they go, Adele, come with us, uh, we got an Emperor in game, I want you to run with us. And so I'm like, oh my god, this is, this. I'm going to actually witness what the Emperor can do, and oh my god! wow dude it's crazy like this guy can literally hold off the entire side of Cyrodiil by himself think about that think about that in gaming history this is Elder Scrolls yo I mean even back in Morrowind the reason I love Elder Scrolls is I could fight Vivek I could fight a god I could be something that no other game allowed you to be an emperor to me that is the transcendent moment in PvP history, to be that character that everyone looks to you on your faction to lead and defend and work together. That's why PvP and Serial is so much fun. Your little character, your one character matters. I don't care if you're VR 10, if you're level 10, you matter. Anyone can man a meat bag. Anyone can shoot oil down. And for me, it's time to step my game up and really get into this and try to be the pinnacle of PvP. So one, the, the other reason, it's emotional reason, right? I, I army thing, you can read my blog about it. And also I want to make a guide about it too. So if I can do it, everyone can do it. I, I'm not the only one on the planet that can be emperor. I really want you guys to be able to achieve this goal and give you a format that, you know, maybe it worked for me. And I may not get it this time. I'll be completely honest with you. But I'm going to give my, my damnedest effort to do everything I can. And that's all you can do, right? It's just work hard, work together. And it's bringing so much people together. All the people that I've helped are now helping me. All the people that I've helped make guides, they're all sending me mails. Here's money. Here's gold. We're going to be there. I'm taking off work for you. I mean, that's this is the thing I'm talking about, Elder Scrolls. It gets me all emotionally fired up. It's more than a game to us. It is. It's, it's what we're passionate about, right? And going for this has just emphasized this even more so. And getting all these people together for one common goal. Dude, <laughs> this is crazy. This is fun. So... Yeah, I just, I mean, I could ramble on for hours about this, but I'm just fired up and ready for that thing to launch and get flipped over and start streaming. We're going to have a blast next week. Are you actually going to be streaming a lot of it? Oh, yeah. I'm playing 18 hours a day. I'm going to be streaming a lot of it. It's not going to be my normal stream, which my normal stream is usually, you know, me chatting and having fun and we're laughing and dinking around. We're going to be doing all that sort of stuff, but I'm not going to have the whole interactions that I usually do because I'm leading a group of 24. I'm leading, right? You know, I get here, stack here, do this, noble one, drop down, negate here. I mean, so I want you guys to see it. And if I get crowned emperor, I may have a really, really special giveaway to give out. Just saying. <laughs> he may cry on stream too. So. Oh, I will cry. There, 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 there will be tears. I am a little... <laughs> I'm a little emotional biatch, if you will. <laughs> nice. This nice. is going to be cool. This is really going to be cool, guys. I mean, just think about it. I, you know, Star Wars PvP, you always hear me about I love arenas. I love this 
But do I mean you can rise above everyone. You can fight thirty people. I mean, no other game that I know of have given you the power to do this. It's so cool. Nice. Well, I'm rooting for you, and I'll definitely be checking out your streams while I'm at work, because unfortunately I'll be at work. That sucks, but <laughs> uh, definitely checking out, and hopefully that, that all works out for you. That's that's always exciting. Always exciting. Yeah, super. It's 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 just like I said, man, it's more in the game to us, and the, these people are coming out the woodworks to help me. I mean, I got people from Australia that I game with in the morning. They're, they're leaving their campaign. They're leaving all their... Um, cheer rewards just to help us get this so it's nice. special nice cool definitely uh is it's gonna be a fun week definitely gonna be a fun week i'm not doing a whole lot of guides plenty of people I, <laughs> those I guides am, will have to wait we're yeah, not doing we, updates we are just pvping a lot now i'm gonna learn a lot about myself a lot about leading a lot about you know because i'm not a, a pro pvp in this game yet i know the mechanics i can fight 1v1 great and i can you know win uh those duels and and nuke people but i don't know the leadership tactics like where to siege every single time or um those sorts of things so i'm getting a lot of help from other people in, in those regards and that's been great nice well that kind of meta that 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 gameplay you'll learn as you're you're playing the game because right. you know every game's different you know it's it's not like you can you can take what you learned if you played uh world be world be world and go wars 2 and go okay this is this works exactly here because it doesn't you have to take the map into account gameplay mechanics there's a lot of different stuff you have to learn as you go along um and certain little tricks that you learn that seem to work that 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 just help nice little thing you only learn from experience yep excellent well, um, this week I got up to VR eight, and all I what? Re- yeah what yeah oh you're like a big boy I am, <laughs> um, but all I did all week and this is what was funny all I I leveled off of, went from like VR six to VR eight only doing Dwemer grinding and Cyrodelic, uh dailies. That's all I did. That's How? All- all I did. How many motives do you have? Uh, I farmed the entire set 15 times or so, give or take. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so let's get this straight. You have, you have gotten the entire set 15 times. Yes, sir. That's, that's, that's not true. No, it is. <laughs> oh, my, is your mini game farming Dwemer motives or what the yeah, hell? I've, oh I've made about... <sighs> 600,000 gold what? off motifs. What? Yeah. Dude, you need to help my support my emperor run. <laughs> well, I <laughs> Try would. Bots. But then I just spent it all on uh I started maxing out my bank. I'm up to 210 slot bank. So that that wow. that ate up my money because I I hadn't maxed it. I was at like at 100 or something like that. And uh I took all the money. I'm like, oh, "I got like 600,000 gold in the bank. What am I going to do with it?" So I'm like, you know, I still haven't maxed out my bank yet. So I just started, I maxed out my character. So he's maxed out on bag space. And then I started maxing out my bank. Um, I think I have two or three more uh, expansions going. I'm at 210. I think it maxes out at 240. So uh, your character maxes out at 110. And then if you have the bag horse, it's 170 slots. And then your bank maxes out at 240, I think. So. 
I have three more expansions to do, but at this point, it's seventy-five thousand eight eight hundred or not. Yeah, seventy-five k, eighty k, and eighty-five k for the next expansions. So, uh, I'm I need another two hundred and sixty thousand gold. So, ouch. But that's what I've been doing is farming motifs. I do. I have a little circuit that I run. Takes me about right. twenty minutes every day. I do it. You can technically do it every thirty minutes, but uh, every day I do that, and I generally walk away with at least one motif page, at least one. Um, Have you ever gotten the gold one? Never gotten the gold one. Albeit, I did get the gold imperial one last week or something. Dude, one two buy. Yeah, well, that's already gone too. <laughs> um, I'm just yeah, gonna I, say, I, feel free to like. I know you didn't give me a Christmas present, but um, I am <laughs> I am accepting donations for tripods. That's I'm just throwing that out there. Tripods, just uh, tripods accepting donations. Bug Anyone listening? Yeah, best friend. Yeah, uh, bug loss, Columbine. You know those things are close to my heart. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it doesn't even matter. You're going to siege a keep. It's like there's the there's the entrance. Go get the oh hold on guys. There's there's a uh, bug loss. Hold on, be right back. All right. Do you <laughs> want to know how how anal retentive I am about this? I I have sent thirty males to be bounced back called combat kits. Each one of them has two meat bags, two dominions ballistas, and then uh, tripods of each kind. Nice. So when I'm in the field, I'm good to go. That's the kind of effort it takes. Nice. Um, but yeah, I actually got all the achievements for ever for finishing all the questing in Cyrodiil. All, you know, doing because yeah, they're daily quests. You can pick them up every day. But there's a series of you haven't got Tamriel's Hero yet, where you get all the quests in the game. I I'm almost through the Covenant, but I haven't even started at, uh, Almeria Dominion zones yet. But oh my god, Ag, what are you? You're eight. You're VR eight. You're gonna be like VR fourteen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm. I'm sure I'll be VR fourteen before I ever hit gold zone. I know right. I will. So, um, yeah. No, I, I. And I haven't done any. Like I said, no, no experience grinding. Like uh, the Dwemer dungeon in Craglorn, like the duo thing. I haven't done that. I haven't done spell scar. I think I did it one time with kipster for maybe an hour and i think i got half a level and that's it but it was actually the it was uh the patch that broke the leveling where you were at like full you know getting ready to level and then it's like you've leveled and then you went back down to your level you were at before um but yeah that when that happened we're like okay we're just gonna quit so i've actually not done any of the experience grinding for the sole purpose of experience grinding it's all been dwemer and uh just recently the um Cyrodelic dailies so but i wanted to finish those off uh Thais didn't want to do those she's like i hate the dailies i'm not doing those i'm like all right well then i'll just do them when you're not around just and i finished all those off and they're kind of fun yeah you know they're they're neat they're i like that they're there um you run into anyone uh on my buff campaign every once in a while uh, there's always it, never I never see any DC on our buff campaign, but I see AD guys this morning when I logged in, AD decided to be, I don't know, the way that they are. And they took everything during the night. It only ever happens. Well, that's what night, you guys do to us. That's what you guys do to us. Oh, really? <laughs> but there's been like a new thing where like people are trying to switch buff campaigns. So red attacks ours and yellow's been attacking yours. And uh, so I think this week, like I think everyone's going to Hatteras. Uh, where I'm trying to get Emperor, of course. But we'll see. 
Oh, it's a good way to get um, alliance points then. But yeah, no, it's it only ever happens at night. I very rarely ever see any combat going in during the day. It's normally unopposed where yeah. we log in. It's like, oh, crap, they took half of our keeps. All right, just a group of like 12 people go in and just take everything back again. Um, I, I every once in a while run across a few AD stragglers that try to snipe. I ran into a Nightblade who was sitting on a bridge near one of the, um, near the Ebonheart pack zone, like when they were coming out of, of the main keep that, you know, you can't get into. He was trying to snipe off the PVE players. So, um, took him out. That was pretty easy. <laughs> I'm a Templar. Come on now. Dude, stop with the Templar. You're going to be like, you're going to be the new Dragonite. So stop it. You're, no. you're, your patch is coming soon. I'm a Templar. So it was uh, whatever. You can't play the underdog card anymore, bro. Uh, I can't until this patch is done. Hey, I was still a Templar before it was cool to be Templar. So. Oh, my. You're like the. Oh, my God. I'm like the original <laughs> Templar. You're the original hipster. That's right. I was, I was cool before you guys thought it was cool. So there. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I did this week. Yeah, I helped out a couple guildies, um, as always, uh, do some crafting because that's what I like doing. Um, recruiting, of course, for the, the trade guild. How's that going, by the way? Um, doing all right. Uh, our biggest issue is we lost Windhelm the other week. I guess a new guild came in and just rolled us. So... Uh, we did a higher bid the other week and we lost again. So these guys must be bidding like a hundred thousand gold for this, for this stall. <laughs> so th- they can't keep that up. So we actually picked a different stall this week and we'll see if we win it. Um, otherwise it's actually going pretty good. We're up to hundred and almost 130 members now. Uh, active sales all time, which is always good. So got to get that guild trader back. We had it yeah, for man. like a couple weeks solid. It was good sell, but then this I've never no, seen you this. You could guild. write a guide. You could write a guide about it. There's a site that might use a guide. That might use traders. that guide if I There's a site. I I don't know. It's it's out there. It's out there. Definitely. Some crazy crazy guy runs it. I'm bald today. Okay, one last story. I got my emperor haircut on the day. The emperor haircut? I'm not getting a haircut until I get emperor. Oh dear. You're gonna look like your original character or your original <laughs> hair oh. my og hair no i'm getting it otherwise i will be like looking like jesus one day like <laughs> just, i'm trying to get emperor i'm not shit cutting my hair you're you know what you remind me of this is totally off topic but you remind me of that one guy who would not cut his hair until blackberry released their next generation phone which blackberry is terrible but uh, during their press conference for their new Z10 phone, this guy with his ponytail down to his his butt crack stands up with a pair of shears and cuts his hair. What? Yeah, yeah, look it up. It was it was funny. The guy swore he wasn't cutting his hair until they released some new phone that he's been wanting for a while. And during their press conference, this guy with like insanely long hair stands up, cuts his hair right off because they released their new Z10 or whatever it is. So. And then the company failed, so you know. Yeah, he got he got his ten minutes of fame. Yeah, 15, it, it, it was minutes, it was sorry. humorous to say the least, but um, yeah, still really cool. But that was uh that was my weekend game. So uh, this week, what I want to work on is I there's still a few delves in Cyrodiil that I haven't got the clear on because for whatever reason they're um when 
Thais and I were working on it, they were bugged. Like, one boss would spawn, like, because there's certain ones that have multiple, multiple bosses in it, but only one spawns at a time. But we would kill the one, and we'd go to where the other one was supposed to, and it would never spawn, ever. So, I mean, we had done this for several hours, the one, like, it was a, it was like a, a Saturday morning thing till, like, technically Sunday morning, doing all the delves in Cyrodiil, and we sat in a couple of them for hours waiting for a spawn that never showed up. So, um, I've been going back and checking them, and I actually got Boom. two of them. So. Boom! Racial mode up on the stream. Yeah. What did you get? Swords, baby. Oh, for the Dwemer. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That that's a that one's actually, if I remember correctly, goes for a little bit. There, the Dwemer motifs. I've made most of my money early on because they're not. They're not that expensive anymore because they're fairly common. They run the six or six to eight k range, except for specific pieces: chest, yes. sword, shoulders, and uh, fire staff or staves. Just staves in general. They tend to go for more. Chest goes for the most. But well, I may be giving this away on stream. Just saying. Ooh, nice. Nice. All right. Well, that's our weekend game. And I want to see if... Ah, oh, there she is. Hey, Thais. Hello. There you go. How are you feeling now? Um, Better? Still, still sore. Still sore? Still tired. Still tired? All right. Well, it's nice of you to join us for your favorite part of the show, which is the dramatic reading glad to be here yeah so we're continuing again with a series of books simply called literature yeah i know right kind of weird name right creative it, i know someone really thought hard on that one it just pulls you right in right and this week is the legendary scourge now next week is one that i think a lot of people well the next two weeks are ones that people really want you hovered over it for a second, and I thought, oh, wow, really? Is it time for, for, for that one? And, nope. and it's not. No, it's not. It's next week. The Lusty Argonian Maid will have to wait till next week. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. This week is the Legendary Scourge. Not till the very evening they came, answered he, and then told of his dealings with Mayroon's Dagon's thralls, saying that Mackin would find it easier to whistle on the wind's tracks and go on a fool's errand. Then fight his toads. Then said Mackin, Now see to thy safety henceforward, And stick to thy parts and thy pride, Or his, or this mallet of mine, Malakath's scourge, Will meet with thine ear of a surety, For quick as I can cry, Quality, Though eight arms thou boast of, Such bumps thou shalt comb on thy brainpan, Thou that breakest the house of the dead. Explication. The mace, scourge, blessed of Malakath, Makan's legendary weapon, forged from sacred ebony in the fountains of Fickledire, has ever been the bane of the dark kin, and many a black spirit has been hurled back into oblivion with a single blow of this bold defender of the friendless. And that was a weird book. That was a weird it book. It was like a little poem. I wasn't expecting it to be a poem. <laughs> Well, that's, yeah, that's kind of how it was broken up, but hey, it is what it is. 
It's okay. I'm wondering if I'm going to have to edit anything out of the Lusty Argonian made next week. This is a family show. No? No. All right. It's all it's all like like hidden in the words. <laughs> T. Kids don't know, but you do. <laughs> all right. Well, that was our reading for the legendary Scourge. Next week, come back as we start part one of the Lusty Argonian Maid, which should be a fan favorite. That's right. All right, moving on to the next bit, which is our add-on spotlight. And I actually did pick an add-on this week, uh, considering the fact that, you know, we now run a trade guild. This was something that I find pretty invaluable tool for if you're doing any kind of trading within your guild store. It's an add-on called Shopkeeper, and it's by Dan Stone, and the at name is K-H-A-I-B-I-T. Now... What this add-on actually does is it keeps track of all the items that you sell, and it actually also scans the um, – if you've ever opened up your guild menu, there's a section called sales where it lists every time something sells on your guild store, it says who sold it, what it sold for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What this add-on actually does is it scans – that sales section of every single guild that you're in and gives an average price on items and puts like a little flavor text on the item. So when you hover over an item, if it's sold anytime that you're, you know, it only works if, if it's sold, we'll actually say this item has sold five times in the last 20 days. And the average price, you know, that it was sold for was X gold. This is incredibly valuable, especially if you're in multiple trade guilds. It's less valuable valuable if you're not in a trade guild because it, it's not it needs something to get its data from, and it gets it from that guild menu. So if your your guild doesn't have a guild store and isn't selling, that's one less guild that it has data from. If you're not in if you're in five guilds but none of them have a guild store and no one really uses the guild store you'll never get an actual data count. But if you do have, if you're part of a trade guild, it's worth picking up because it does keep track and it it's nice to have a little visual reference like when you grab an item and look at it, it says on the bottom that it's sold so many times so you can see how popular it is on all your guild stores and how much the average price is. It is definitely worth it if you're using the guild store feature in the game. I love it. So pick it up. Download it. You can get it from esoui.com. Or if you have Minion, you can find it there. I like the Minion client. Keeps it up to date. I like it. So that is our add-on spotlight. Now, Delta, I doubt you use that add-on, do you? I do use it. Oh, you do? Nice. I do. I know I pointed it out to our friend Kipster in the, in the guild. And... He was asking how I knew these exact prices because he'd be like, I wonder what this is for. And I'd be like, it goes for 752.97 gold. And he's like, well, how'd you figure that out? I'm like, well, I have this add on. And he picked it up and he's like, oh, this is awesome. Because it's nice to see, like, even if you're selling common materials, like crafting materials, they fluctuate in price a little bit. What a stack of void steel went for a month ago isn't necessarily what it goes for now. So, you know, it's nice to kind of find out what its average price is. It's really nice. I like it. 
All right, we're going to move on to the next section, which is our Guild Corner. Now, for those interested in joining us, uh, you can join our Guild, which is now a community trading guild. If you're interested in buying, selling, or hanging out with our, you know, our little community members, feel free to either send me a message in game. That's A G G E L O S with the little at symbol. Um, oh wow, nice! And I just totally lost track because I heard a noise. Uh, now I, I you you it. you were doing your Wings of Fate guild, which is uh, at Agelos A G G E L O S. You are great. See, this is this is why he's such a great you know co-host here. Tells me everything. So if you want, if you want to join that guild, give you, us yes. a holler. Yeah, give me a holler, or you can head on over to talesoftamriel.com slash guild. Um, you can fill out a little. It's just a little message that says, "Hey, I want to join." You can give me your name, and yeah, I can send it to you uh, in game if you can't get a hold of me. That works too, and uh, yeah, and you can also check out our guild forms that we have there for buying and selling. There's a couple people on there that are already buying and selling on there. I'd like to get a couple more on there um, because one thing I'm going to try doing is when people put up buy orders and things that they're looking for, I'm going to start calling these out. Um, one person on here, our buddy Kilted Piper, he is looking for a VR1 Warlock ring. So You and the rest of the universe. Yeah, I know, right? But if you, if you happen to have a VR1 Warlock ring, feel free to message him in-game. That's at Kilted Piper, K-I-L-T-E-D-P-I-P-E-R, and uh, tell him how much you want for it, because that's what he's looking for. And if you got a, a VR12 Warlock ring necklace, um, you can send it at D-E-L-T-I-A. <laughs> I actually I, thought I'll you were actually COD. reading the forms because uh, uh, Big Tone with a zero, B-I-G-T-0-N-E, is looking for a VR12 Warlock ring. So Of course he is. That's right. Check him out. If you have any of that and you're interested in helping out those guys or just want to make a quick sale, send him a whisper. All right. Now... There is one other part to uh, our little guild corner, and that is the weekly guild raffle. Now, this raffle has run for, I think, three weeks now because as part of our rule, we raise money by people donating to the guild bank, and you get a ticket for every 1,000 gold that you donate. But we want to make sure the payout is actually fairly decent, so we will roll over weekly raffles if we don't go over 50K. Well, with the holiday and stuff, people weren't around. You know, it, it took a while because we actually earned over 50K this week alone. And we only had like 9K for like two weeks and then did like a lot this week. So this is actually one of the biggest raffles we've ever had. And the total raised was 72,000 gold. So the winner will receive 30% of that total pot. So you'll get a little over 21,000 gold back. So now for those who don't know, um, on that talesoftamriel.com slash guild, we do have a link to the spreadsheet I keep. So anytime you donate to the guild and send me a message going, hey, I've donated 1,000 gold, I want one ticket, I write your name and you know your ticket number on here. And it's just an Excel spreadsheet or Google sheet, whatever. And what we do is... I just put the number of cells that we used. At this point, it goes from 2 to uh, 73. And we use random.org, and we just pick a random number. So we went ahead, and 
generating. The number is 13. All right, so let's see who our winner is. All right, our winner is Shabib. All right, Shabib, I will send you this money in-game. Congratulations, man. Thank you so much for helping out. And uh, we'll make sure this money gets sent to you as soon as I get in-game. All right? Great. Now, remember, guys, this is one of the best ways you can help us by supporting the guild. Because we obviously need money in the guild bank in order to pay for these guild traders, which help us sell our wares. Um, the price is 1,000 gold per ticket. Ideally, with how many people we have in the guild, I would like us, no one have to buy more than one ticket unless you want a higher chance of winning. But, you know, for every 1,000 gold, you get an extra ticket and one more chance to win it. So, actually, I'm kind of curious. How many tickets did Shabib buy total? Alright, so, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, Shabib bought five tickets total this week, and so he spent 5,000 gold as a donation, and he's getting a little over 21k back at, in winnings. So congratulations, man. Great job. All right. Moving on to our next section, which is our email section. Oh, can, I, can I say something? Absolutely, man. Go for it. Uh, yeah, Jabahu put, um, formed her own guild, Epic Synergy, that's on all the Murray Dominion faction, and I'm a part of that, and we're kind of looking for more players that are into PvP, PvE, Endgame, that type of thing, and want to be part of a really fun gaming community. So if you want more information on that, get us a holler in-game at Delta or at Jabahu if you're looking to join some uh, a big little Elder Scrolls guild. Nice. Gotta love Java Who. Java Who, we love you. Yeah, I said it. I don't care. That's kind of dorky, but yeah. Oh, she's awesome. Well, she is. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to our emails section. We actually had quite a few emails, and some of them are pretty lengthy, but it's good discussion, so... You want me to read the whole this whole email? The, the yeah. Oh, oh, okay. All right, Unless you is, want me to. No, that's fine. That's right. fine. This is from Dara Simi. Hey, Ag, Thais, and Deltia. I'm just going to say this at the top of the email. I am a game designer, albeit at a junior level, but I have never worked on anything as big as an MMO before. I just thought I would weigh in a discussion concerning your comments about ESO potentially going free-to-play. I feel like perhaps your assert assertions on what free-to-play would mean for ESO are a little unfair. Not completely baseless, of course, but I got the impression that your observations on the free-to-play games that did it wrong fueled the majority of your remarks. Personally, I'm of the belief that free-to-play and buy-to-play is simply another tool that can be utilized in game development, one that can be used to the benefit or detriment of a game. It has been implemented both well and poorly from title to title, and there are titles that have made the switch gracefully and have continued to thrive. Dungeons & Dragons Online comes to mind. When that game went free-to-play with an optional subscription, the profitability of the game increased on a massive scale. But the cool thing is the fact that the increased profits actually came from additional subscriptions rather than pay-to-win content. The free-to-play aspect of the game essentially served as a trial, encouraging players to try out the game, but the additional premium items presented the player with a choice that would make it more feasible to subscribe to the game and play it that way, rather than buy each cash-up item one by one. Other games, for example, Star Wars The Old Republic, implemented free-to-play poorly, 
but there is no reason to assume that if ESO went free-to-play or buy-to-play, it would automatically signify the doom of the title. Regarding your comments about the content cadence, I share your concern with a free-to-play ESO slowing down on the level of releases, but the example you gave with the, with the Guild Wars 2 was a little off. The Living World content updates were an experiment with Season 1, which is why it was so up and down. But they took player feedback into account with each update, and by the end of Season 1, some great content was added to, some great content was added to the game, including the destruction of one of the biggest cities in the game, Lion's Arch. By the time Season 2 of The Living Story was released, with two exceptions, the updates were coming out every two weeks rather than every two months like you said in the podcast, and have actually added a substantial amount of story content to the game. Season 2 is on the cusp of wrapping up now, so it remains to be seen how gracefully this chapter of the game's lore will come to an end, but the ride there has been most enjoyable. They actually monetize the content quite intelligently as well, essentially giving the content out for free if you logged in at the right time, or charging a small amount of gems to purchase the content if you weren't there for release. Keeping in mind gems can be bought with real money or gold, and most people have more than enough gold to spend on it. As for the community, I feel like the notion of players paying monthly for a game, warding off the trolls, and keeping the dedicated fan base isn't always true. Some people will always make it a goal to belittle the fun of others purely for entertainment, while reducing the financial barrier with buy-to-play or getting rid of it completely with free-to-play would introduce more trolls to the game. Players have always been able to form their own communities that ignore these types of players and their ilk, especially in MOBAs like League of Legends. The vocal community of that game is toxic, but the dedicated players are fantastic people to hang out with, most of which do their very best to ignore the vocal jerks. <laughs> In essence, I feel like ESO going free-to-play or buy-to-play won't be the end of the world. It would certainly change the dynamic of the game, but as long as there are awesome people like you in it, I wouldn't be too worried. It's interesting to note that right now, almost no MMOs have the, mon- have the monthly subscription, but they all have something to contribute to the industry as a whole, and if ESO ditched the monthly sub, it would be no different. What has always set MMOs apart from other game types is the fluidity of almost everything about it on a mechanical level. Like what they did with the veteran system. The developers can change the design direction if they believe that it creates a better product. And that mentality counts for both inside and outside of the game, from class balancing to monetary value. Going free to play may represent an end of one part of the game, but by no means a failure. Choosing to, perce- choosing to perceive it as such could blind you to the good that comes out of it. Stay cool, guys. I love the show. I did keep this entire email because it was very well put together. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I did, I did want to say, you know, I, I played Guild Wars 2 a lot. And that was actually the game that was probably my biggest um, in time investment for in terms of community other than than Warcraft. Now, I spent a lot of time in Warcraft, but all I did was ever play it. I actually tried to build, you know, like a gaming community with a bunch of people in anticipation of Guild Wars 2. And while the game itself was wonderful for the leveling experience and whatnot, they just still did not release content that I cared about. 
in then that would be dungeons raiding uh, things of that nature they just weren't able to keep up with i do admit the end of the content patch for season one of the living story it, it was interesting how they did it story-wise and i i do love story i really do but i also got to tell you that 90 percent of the time yeah the updates were released every two weeks but they were often so small are so repetitive of a task. It wasn't really fun. It was something like, oh, we need to supply people of Lion's Arch with something or another, go out and do a couple of, uh, what, what were they called? I can't remember. I'm thinking Fates from Final Fantasy, but it's essentially the same thing. The the world, the open world quest events where they just popped up, go kill those, and after we do a couple of them, great, you know, you'll have a bunch of flower petals or whatever it is that we need and go forward. Most of the people, 90% of the populace, got it done on day one. And then it was so hard to find other people doing because, you know, you got your achievements, which didn't take you that long. You may have got the rare pet drop, which actually there was never a rare pet drop. It was mostly item skins. Um, and went from there. And to be honest, that's not content that could keep a – that that content could not keep Deltia. I mean, it couldn't. Two weeks for a two-hour quest, and then you had nothing to do for the remainder until the next patch came out. Th that that was the kind of stuff that he, and it's not even Delta's level of hardcore, you know, gaming for like twelve hours a day. <laughs> I work a nine-to-five job, you know, and I, yes, I I tend to log in and play games play for stuff during the day, <laughs> but um. I can't do a whole lot of active things in the game. I can do like flower picking and stuff like that. But even even that, even my what I would say is not really hardcore, but somewhat, you know, active. Like I would log in after I get off work and I'd play till I go to bed maybe three, four hours a night. I was still out of things to do in Guild Wars 2. And that was the problem. It it they couldn't keep up the content canes. Now I, I do I've never played Dungeons and Dragons online, so you may have me there. But the problem is, in our experience and, and what we've seen, most of the AAA titles that go buy-to-play or free-to-play um, can't keep up with the hardcore crowd. It's something that you log in when a new patch comes out for a few weeks, play it, and done. And that's how I feel. I always feel that no game can keep up with WoW. Well, you, you know, the thing is, they... And this is also part of the precedence, like because WoW does it's have a lot this of this game can. I believe this game could. Okay, sandbox. I mean it's in a great area, but if it goes free to play or buy to play, it won't stand a chance. If it keeps it sub, I these guys are doing better than WoW currently. Like, I mean, they just released their new WoW's content updates are few and they have great content when it releases, but. I mean, look at look at uh, her, uh, Gary or uh, the last expansion. They they raided Siege of Orgrimmar for a year or longer before the next expansion came. That was a very that was the longest they went between fresh content. But I mean, their content's good. This game comes out with content that's you know every couple weeks. But if you lose your sub fee, where you lose that steady income, they're not gonna they're not going to be able to keep it up and then also when you go one of these other routes even if they had an optional subscription model which i think would be the better way 
of doing this. Having if they had to go like buy to play, you buy the game and then you don't have to pay a sub fee. But if you pay a sub fee, you get all the content updates for free. But you know the other people have to buy a DLC package. I don't know something along those lines. That might be better. But there's still a level of development that would have to be set aside for the cash shop items for the people who I don't really care if I buy the dungeon for the next six months. Oh, but there's a sparkle pony. I'll buy that right now. They still would split development, and that's what I see as a problem. Um, Deltia, do you want to weigh in? I haven't heard you say anything yet. Well, you're doing your rambling, so I'll go now. Okay, go. Um, yeah, this is a this is an excellent email and a classic example between rational and unrational thinking, mm-hmm. which is us, me, being unrational. When you you throw emotions in the mix, you know your your opinions and everything changes because you're so fearful or you know emotional about what's going to happen. And to his point, he gives up some really good examples and some counter arguments to why this might not be the end of the world. And truthfully, it's probably not. Um, but what worries me is kind of what Agello says. We only have I only have what I know uh, Elder um, Star Wars did, and it was mm-hmm. terrible. I love what, what I, I didn't mind about Star Wars. I shouldn't say it's terrible. What I didn't mind about Star Wars, I think they did a couple things good. The cash shop was good. There was just some um, some crystals in there that essentially you could level up. Or they had boosts that could, you could level your character faster. I didn't like that. What I really liked about Star Wars' model is you could still sub and you could still get all the content. They didn't remove it. That's what I want to have happen. If they, if they go buy-to-play, free-to-play, or whatever crappy model they go with, just let me keep my sub. I like subbing. I want to keep paying 15 bucks. I don't want to have to nickel and dime every little thing I want to buy in the game. That's what I really enjoyed about Star Wars. And for this game, yeah, it's probably not the end of the world, and it is 2015, so I know things are a-changing. Um, but his points are, are definitely rational, whereas mine uh, is more emotional. And it's just... We're scared to change. We're human beings, right? It's just it's it's frightening. We don't want to lose the thing that we have, and it might even be better for the game. I don't think it will be at all, but there's a chance. So, ultimately, it's something that we can't control fully, and everyone hates losing control. Everyone hates it, especially with something that you really care about. That's why you lash out and act so angrily about stuff. Um, so, awesome email to bring some common sense into an argument. Absolutely. Great, great email. Thank you so much for emailing. I hope you uh, hear our, our, our feelings too. I mean, when I when I first heard of what was happening, yeah, emotions came into it during the show, it got into it. But, you know, I started doing some research on different things and like I hated Rift's free to play. And it's not because they took away so much content, but they made they trivialized things that I was proud of getting before. Like those rare mounts. If I got a rare mount, like because even in Warcraft, if I got a rare mount, oh my goodness, I was dancing around the room because you got it from a raid. It's rare mount. This is awesome. But to finish the raid and go, oh, I didn't get it. Oh, but there's a button that says I can buy that mount for five dollars if I want it. It just it it just took something away that they can never get back. All right, next email. Okay, this one is from Nate Langson. Hi, guys. With the champion system controversy... You have to do this in a British accent. He's British. 
I, you know, I, I wish I could. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know where Nate, to begin. Nate, Nate's a good buddy. Um, he, he does some of the OP cast, uh, the R, uh, ESORP. Uh, he was editor of Wired, and I, I forget where he went now, but he's a, he's a pretty big mover and shaker in internet land. So, he's a pretty cool guy. I like. It. He doesn't say bloody anywhere. So you're, say... you're uh, name dropping, title dropping, and kissing ass all in one sentence. I like it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm all about you know giving wow. giving props to different people in in the community. So it's it, that's what it is. <laughs> How would you read it with a British accent? I can't read it with a British accent. But he'll be offended by my fake British accent and then not email me ever again. So. All right, let me let me try again. Hi guys, with the champion system controversy being what it is, is there any point in me leveling up my veteran seven main to veteran fourteen before update one point six? I was going to do so to get my skill points, and Delta had a good guide recently about things to do before one point six drops. But after your discussion this week, I wonder if I should just stop playing for a while until the champion system goes live, and then carrying first. on my questing. Then I put about. First. 400 okay. hours into my main and have done no PvP. So PvE and star requests are my priority. I don't want to waste my gold content needlessly. What do you think I should do? I'll be honest. Hearing how my 400 hours are about to feel wasted feels really horrible feeling in my stomach. Thanks. Before Deltia goes, no, I'm no. going to say this. The email came in prior to the feedback changes. Go ahead, Deltia. Play the game. You should never wait on a game that you enjoy and have fun with your friends to get one more, little more powerful 0.000000% crit chance. It's absurd. And I understand that we want everything to count, but your 400 hours that you've spent with your friends and in team speak and by yourself soloing and questing, that's never wasted. That's never wasted. You should always play if you're having fun and enjoying it. Games, like I said, mean more to us than just gaming. It's a part of it's a social experience. And so who cares if you don't get all the little knit-knack, paddywhack things you can get? Because guess what? If you hit BR-14 on that alt, you're going to want to go around and get skill points. You're going to go want to run and go get uh, sky shards. You're going to want to go around and get stuff like that. You're still going to get experience for that. So I know that's kind of a hard, crazy thing to say, but man, play the game. If you love it, play the game. There's, I don't think anyone should stop playing just because, well, Champion's coming out. Hell, if you like the game, spend time in it. Okay. Um, now to be a little bit more non-emotion-filled and a little bit more logical and analytical <laughs> oh, here. Coming from you? Well, oh no, just God. because of what he said. Is there any point to leveling up my v- Vet 7 main to VR14? Absolutely, because of the changes to the veteran rank system or the champion system now, instead of just getting 30 points like we talked about earlier, when you get to if you get a VR14, you'll get 70 total. So you're not actually at a loss. You're at a good place compared to other people. Like this is your your main's only VR7. You got uh, you would get I think what is it? I forget how many points it is total. Um, you would actually still gain benefit by leveling now because you don't already have a VR14 character. So yeah, absolutely, man. Just level to 14 because you're in probably the best position of anyone else with the changes that came out earlier this week to the champion system. You're still going to get benefits, and for every veteran rank you get past VR1, you'll get more than that 30 points. So you're in a good position. Go for it, man. Go crazy. So there we go. 
Uh, final, this is a website comment, not an email, but I thought it was a good one, so. From the Dark Wiz. He's in chat, too, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Just listen to this episode, and I feel sick. This was episode 48, by the way. Our crying episode. Our crying episode. Our ovaries oh. episode, as they used to believe it. Our, <laughs> our, our ovaries episode, yes. Oh, did you guys show more ovaries? It's just... yeah, we, we were all out. Hysteric. Ovaries uh, wrong. Yeah, we were like irrational. I mean, just crazy stuff going yeah, on. Yeah. What is what is it? What is the Witten effect? Is that what it is? The Witten effect. Yeah, Delta and I were feeding off of each other. It was terrible. Wow, <laughs> you brought up the Witten effect. Way to go! Baby. Yeah, look at that. It's a shame that I know what that actually is. It so. is a shame. <laughs> and I just taught that to you yeah, too. I know. So yeah. Can I, can I, yeah, can I, keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and I feel sick. For a long time, I've been frustrated by the rumors of ESO's demise, which always seem to have been greatly exaggerated. But now, for the first time, I am truly fearful for the future of the game. I am not what you would call an MMO player. I hate WoW, in all caps, and didn't have much fun with SWOTOR either. And having dabbled in Neverwinter and a couple of other free-to-play MMOs, I can confidently state that, by and large, MMOs are not for me. When I first played through The Wailing Prison, I knew ESO was different. This game blew me away, and I have been hooked since the beta weekend I spent playing, as much as I possibly could, on a crappy five-year-old HP pavilion. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know, right? ESO was a game changer for me, no pun intended. I joined the PC Master Race, PC Master Race. spending over two grand on computers for me and my girlfriend to be able to take advantage of ESO's incredible graphics. I bought a copy of the game for my WoW-playing friend and continued to pay his subscription in hopes that one day he will join us. I work full-time, but when I'm free I play ESO almost every chance I get. Now, I don't know if I want to play when I get home. I already don't play my veteran character since there's no reason to advance it with the champion system coming as it is. I've just been hoping all this time that the game will eventually get the recognition and popularity it deserves. That the justice system and console release would help to end that. But now, based on what you're saying, it sounds like the developers have given up. Like they don't see a real future for the game beyond six months from now. I'm sad and I'm angry. Wishing there was something I could do to save this amazing, beautiful game. Is there any hope, or should I be preparing for the worst? Tell me, you're my only hope. Tell me, Delta, you're my only hope. Nice. That was heartbreaking to read. Wow. And I, I, I will say this. there, um, There's always hope. And to be honest, like I felt like this game had... I didn't think it was a rocky start, but with how much bad press it got and people... The thing is, people went into this game wanting to hate it. And, oh, yeah. you know, that's what it was. It wasn't the game was bad. There were bugs, but other games have had bugs. My goodness, quote unquote, the best MMO out there now, Warcraft, was unplayable for the first three months. Like, I mean, it was terrible. But people don't remember that now because the game's up there and it's doing. But the game has only gotten better. We've seen people come back like almost if you go to Reddit right now, I bet you the there's. Even on the front page, last I looked, there were five or six uh, new topics going. I'm returning to the game. What has changed? You know, what can I do now? Like, it's people are returning, not leaving. 
so when they removed the six month time, like I'm still not convinced that nothing's going to happen. I'm praying it's not. I'm hoping that these guys have something up their sleeve that, you know, will explain this. And that's why I was really hoping maybe on the next ESO live, because I'm going to be one of those annoying people in chat trying to get a hold of them going, Hey, Hey, look at me. Cause I, I want to know a definite answer from this. Um, because I can tell you, I'll put it like this because I've been thinking about it. If they do announce some sort of buy-to-play or free-to-play, you know, I, I did say Tails would probably go away. Um, I was pretty adamant then being emotional that it was going to – we were just going to end it. I think more of now taking a step back, we'd probably go on hiatus to see how the community evolves a bit um, and see if they do it right before we decide to invest any more time. But that being said, we don't know anything for sure yet. Enjoy the game um, while it's here. And I mean, it is what it is. I just hope that they get back to us with a definite better excuse than, oh, the thing wasn't popular. That And it's not even from, it was from some random, I won't say random, but some uh, forum dev that's on there, not even forum dev, a community person on the forums saying that. It, it, if that was coming from someone higher up, you know, someone who actually had actual pool in the company, I would be like, oh, OK, yeah, all right. You know, Paul Sage came out and said that or Matt Fire came out and said, yeah, no, we're not. Then I would have more faith because they got a little bit more sway than the community rep. Not saying the community rep doesn't do an important job. They do. But in the long run, if they were going, this game can't go to free to play, the guys up top would be like, yeah, who are you? You know, it, it doesn't matter. So I, I don't I don't I don't know yet. <laughs> there's there's always hope. But right now we're just kind of in a a veil of not knowing. And until we get some clarity, that's all I can say. Face, you want right. to say anything? Uh, what I was going to say was the reason that everyone wanted this game to fail is because this game was different. It, it, that that yeah. is why. It wasn't Skyrim Online and it wasn't WoW, so it was bad. Yes, exactly. But that does not mean that it was bad no, because it was, it's not. It's amazing. It but... was scary and people don't like change. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's what it was. People came into this game wanting to hate it. I think that's the only reason why it got such bad reviews because people who, yeah, I played two hours. It's terrible. Two hours? <laughs> two hours? <laughs> Play any, if I were restricted to my first two hours of WoW, I would probably have hated it too. Because it's like, oh, great, go kill five rats. If uh -huh. I was restricted to my first two hours of you, I, we wouldn't be here. Oh, kidding me. <laughs> you were already enamored as soon as I walked into the house. We know that's true. I'm going to plead right. with you. Yeah. Go ahead, right. Um, So a couple of things. I mean, that's obviously an emotional response. And don't quit the game. Number one, if, if things go really bad, there's always going to be another game. You know, communities move together to a lot of different projects. And I know people that don't play this game that uh, still I even contact with that play other games. And so it's, it's about the time in game. And I know I'm going to go crazy Buddhist here on you, but everything ends. Everything ends at one point or not. So to think, this game isn't infinitely going to be around, whether it's one year, whether it's 70, or whether it's 10,000, it's going to end at some point. The, point. the important fact to ask yourself if you're investing in time, am I having fun? 
Is this enjoyable to log in? Is it when I log in, do I feel empowered and I feel like I'm having fun and I'm involved in a world that's really fun? That's the important thing to ask yourself and to, to make sure, you know, you want to keep investing time in this game. Is it fun? If it's not, don't play it. If it is, screw who whatever people think. Tell the game they shut down the servers, play it. If you're having fun, that's what's important, not other people's opinions. I don't get so concerned about other people's opinions of me, of the game I play, the way my haircut looks, how, uh, you know, I talk to them, whatever. That's your deal. You know, I screw you, to be completely honest with you. Screw you. You don't like my game? I don't give a crap. Go play solitaire on your phone, bro. That's your thing. You know, and all these haters are going to hate negativity. Everyone loves negativity in our society. Look at Desperate Housewives of freaking Atlanta or whatever the hell the show is called. What is it? A bunch of people making up drama to sell TV crap? Why? It works. People love drama because they don't have any in their life. They're too afraid to say what they want to say. So it's easier to get back on a computer and go, you suck, than it is to look someone in the eye and go, you know what? I don't give a crap what you think about me. So to sum it up. Have fun. Keep doing what you like to do, regardless of what anyone thinks about it. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, that's really, really what it is. I mean, and to be honest, like I said, even if this game does go weird hybrid, I will probably still play for a little bit to see how it goes. But you will. You can't quit that early. No, not 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 if they officially make that. No, this is what we're doing. I'll see how it goes. Yeah, I can't say I'm going to. Forever, you know, yeah. waste my time, not waste my time because it's not a waste now, but it could be a waste then. You know, do I want to spend the amount of hours that I currently do producing a show for a game that I don't care about technically? Well, I care about, but I don't support their decision anymore. The reason why we do this now is because we love the developers and we support what they do. I can't say that I would support that choice. And that's why we're the way we are right now. But it, it, again, speculation. We don't know. Maybe, maybe it, it is going to be all good, and we're just being silly, you know. Which, which is probably the case. I hope it's the case. I really do. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, it's our time for our final thoughts, and uh, yeah. So go ahead, Delty. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what your final thoughts for the episode was, and where people can find you, all that jazz. Okay. Uh, Deltia's Gaming at Twitter, Deltia'sGaming.com, YouTube, all those fun locations. I, I mean, it seems like someone in chat, right, uh, fun per second. That's what it's all about. I've never had more fun per second, if you will, than Elder Scrolls Online right now. Getting a bunch of people together and impacting a huge uh, landscape and having fun and giggling and telling stories and getting to know each other. This is our social environment. I don't care if some magazine writes something to get 10,000 hits on their site. I don't care about that. I support these developers. Look what they did. For heaven's sakes, they changed the game again because we lash back at them. Never been a better time to get in this game because I tell you what, all these haters are hating right now. When this thing goes to console, and it will, this will be the game. Listen to it here. This episode, this will be the game. Everyone's going to want to jump on the bag wagon, and guess what? They're going to look to us, the people that stuck with the game, for guidance and support. Stick with it. Fun per second. You know, um, are you having fun? Stick with it. I love it. So, Hater's going to hate. I'm getting Emperor this week, and we're going to come back Sunday and talk about it. Excellent. Well, um, 
If you want to follow me, my personal Twitter, that's Agelos, A-G-G-E-L-O-S underscore W-O-F. Uh, yeah, just follow me there. My rantings, my everything. Uh, most of it all about ESL because this is the game we follow. Um, definitely, I, I like the post they did for our feedback, which supports me, you know, obviously helps me out more than Deltia because I only have one VR8. Um, but it, it was at least they listened to us and we had a lot of hate from that change and they're like, fine, you know, we, we value our community and we're going to make a change. So there we go. And they made the change. It probably won't satisfy everyone, but I think it's a move in the right direction and satisfied quite a few people. I think, especially a lot of the people who just had like one VR 14 that they've been messing with. Then they're like, Oh no, this is perfect. Thank you. Um, I think they, you know, this might have been something that they looked at. Maybe they have access. You know, we know they have access to the metrics and went, well, most people only have one VR 14. If we give them this, then 90% of the populace will be happy. And that that's that's pretty good ratio. I mean, my goodness, no one else has that. So, yeah, I want to thank everyone for joining me this evening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you wish to help support the podcast, you can feel free to donate via the PayPal link on our website. Use the Amazon link off our site, too. Uh, or better yet, just tell a friend about us, because that's the best way to help us. If you wish to contact us with questions, comments, criticism, the website for the show is talesoftamriel.com, or you can email the show at podcast at talesoftamriel.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at talesoftamriel, Facebook at facebook.com slash talesoftamriel. Podcast. Also, feel free to rate and subscribe to us via iTunes. And if you missed the live show or want to catch up on any past broadcasts or any YouTube exclusive content, subscribe to us at youtube.com slash Tales of Tamriel. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a good night, everybody.